This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show, where we inspire people to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. Here is your host, Drew Myers. Happy Friday. Let's ride. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show and podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Shauna. Our last show before we take a week off. Yes. Shauna is Disneyland bound on Sunday, and we will be back, whatever that Monday is. Okay, so my birthday is next Saturday, which is the second, so the third will be Sunday, so Monday, March 4th, we'll Monday, be back. March 4th, a new episode of the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. It will give us a week to catch our breath. Do we need to? Kind of. You think we're getting stale? No, I don't think we're getting stale. You think we're running out of stuff to talk about? No, I don't think we're running out of stuff to talk about, but it is. I don't want to take it too far and say it's difficult. But it's a lot. A lot of balloons to juggle with this thing. It's a lot for me right now. Right. Because working with my clients and doing photo shoots for the book. No doubt. And doing the show. So maybe I will come back with like tons of energy. It's too bad we don't record or do this show in the middle of the night because I'm always awake now. For some reason, I cannot sleep. So I'm up for hours during the night. So maybe we should just do this at like 2.30 in the morning. Sounds good to me. <laughs> and just for the record, it's a lot for me. Also. I think it's harder for you. You just don't verbalize it to me because you have to drive an hour to come to me and make it convenient for me. And I do really appreciate it. Like, oh, you're welcome. A million percent. But you wouldn't really have a show without me. That's true. As we get into the show today, <laughs> I listened to yesterday's podcast coming in. Mm-mm. Again, we listened to the podcast to get better and because they're fantastic. And I just want to sing something to you. Okay. And I don't want to miss oh a thing. God. I had that in my head all day yesterday afternoon. That was part of our trivia yesterday from Armageddon. And I just heard that part as I pulled in. And I don't want to miss a thing. And I said something really funny about that's the first song Tanya and I made love to. Ew. That's not true. But it oh. was funny. It made me laugh out loud. Wait, and how I did said you figure it yesterday. That, how did you figure that out that that was untrue? Did she say, hey, ding dong? No, because that was me being silly. Oh. We made love to some gangster Stop rap it. music. And it wasn't making love. It was. Against the wall. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> against the wall. <laughs> yes, we were Netflix and chilling. <laughs> way before Netflix. That's right, way before Netflix. Okay, on today's show, we're going to do a Shauna's Top 10. Okay. It's light, it's airy, it's fun. I think you're Is really it better like than mine, one. Things Are Green? I didn't mind that one. Okay. We're going to talk about, finally, you want to talk about guys sending pictures of their <laughs> junk to people. We're going to talk about that on today's show. Did you see what I put out there on social media yesterday on my Instagram story asking people how they define success? I did. What were your the responses? We're going to go through it. Okay. So they helped the show prep for today's how show. How funny. We got a lot of good responses from a lot of people. Josh Weathers commented on no, it. No, really? A, a lot of people that listen to the show on a regular basis. So it's, it was kind of neat mm-hmm. to do that. And I was just playing around with Instagram to get our listeners more engaged yes and we shared their answers back on instagram and tagged them in it and said hey just reminder we're going to talk about this on friday show pretty neat so okay. we'll do that that's the first time we're going to do that on a regular basis also you're welcome on today's for show, all the strategies on how to build your social media platform thank you mm-hmm. also as we get out of here today i read your letter that you wrote to your clients mm-hmm. about you going to disneyland yeah. and i want to talk about that that was a really nice letter really really nice I have some hot sports opinions about it, though. Okay. As we get into the show, though, I need to ask you this. I am struggling with some things with my kids. Okay. This is some parenting stuff. This I is love just how you quick. come to me for parenting advice. 
I am terrified that I'm going to continue to do things for my kids mm-hmm. that they need to be doing for themselves. For example, this morning, Hanya left early, early to go on a trip. So I had to get the kids up and whatnot, get them out the door for school. And I brushed Eileen's hair. Eileen is five years old. Her hair was a rat's nest. And as I'm brushing out her hair, I'm like, when do you stop doing this for them? Okay, this is an easy thing to answer. Okay. You won't have to do a thing and have like a talk with her about, hey, you're old enough. As a girl, she will just start doing it when she figures out how and wants to start doing her own hair. There will be no conversation about you're old enough to... You okay. know, it's not like potty training, like, okay, I think we need to start going on the big girl potty and, you know, we need to get out of diapers and pull-ups and all that. This is something that it will just happen. One day you'll go, oh, she's uh, doing her own hair now because she'll learn from her friends at school. She'll see her friend and they'll, they'll figure it out. Okay. It's kind of like when a girl first starts shaving her legs, there's no real conversation about, it's just, it's, a, it's real peer related like oh you are oh you are and then they touch themselves and then she'll probably go to tanya and say i think i need to start shaving my legs so oh my gosh she'll do all that you won't have to do anything i don't have to teach her to shave her legs no thank goodness okay so that's just one example Mm -hmm. here's another example this happened last night so the hair brushing thing happened this morning this happened last night crash had eaten dinner he had taken a shower and he was still hungry wanted some dessert he's big Mm -hmm. on dessert and i said what do you want he goes, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said, mom's going to make it for me. I said, why? You're nine. You can make yourself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And there was kind of this, uh, 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 uh. I'm right there, right? If he can get the peanut butter out and the jelly out and a knife and some bread and smear it on there, yes. he should do it himself, right? Yeah. Maybe the first time, maybe you say. He's done it before, let, by the way. Oh, he's done it before. Oh, yeah. Then yes. Then say, great. If you want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, make it, put everything back. You know, make sure there's no crumbs on the counter. Put the knife in the dishwasher. Eat it. Okay, here's my big problem. I'm down with that. And I did it. I mean, that's what I said. Tanya would have made that sandwich in a New York minute if I let her. Of course she would. Don't say if you let her. I kind of had to stop that train, though. She was headed towards the pantry to get the bread. Okay, well... That's the difference between moms and dads. Moms are more... Nurturing. Yes. So if you're going to have a conversation with her, don't do it in sort of an aggressive right in front of the kid's way. Maybe later when you guys were brushing your teeth and getting ready for bed, go, hey, I really think he's old enough to make his own peanut butter and jelly. Oh, see, no, I just like to take care of it right there. And I'm not mad, but I think if I wait and be like, hey, can we talk... No, not like that. Just say, come hey, I think... Here, I, come down here, plop down on the bed real quick. Let's no, talk. No, I think he's old enough to make his own peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What's your thoughts on it? And if she says, well, I don't mind doing it for him, or I'm not going to get to do it very much longer for him. It's a very short period in your life when your kids really need you, like need you, need you. And then they become more and more independent where you're wishing they would want to eat with you, want to ride in the car with you and have conversations. So... As a parent and as a mom, I like cherish those still those times. Now, when they get into high school and they're like, can you make my lunch? I'm like, no, I'm tired of making school lunches. Make your own damn lunch. So I think you still have some time before you need to be like, stop nurturing the children. Because it, whoa. she gets something, whoa, whoa, but she whoa, gets something whoa, out of it too. Whoa. 
you took me telling Crash to make his own peanut butter and jelly sandwich to stop nurturing the child altogether. No, I didn't mean it altogether. But maybe she gets something out of it too. Maybe she's See, smarter I, than I you. Think there, I think she's smarter than you, and she knows that she's not going to get to do this very much. Longer. No, I think there's He's the rub. Start closing she, the door and locking you guys out of his life. She doesn't want to make the sandwich, but she will. It's not like she's like, oh my gosh, this is going to bring me closer to my son, and well, this is what he nobody wants. Nobody thinks that's, that deeply about it. It's just like, well, sure, I'll make you a sandwich. Then that's how I feel about, hey, can we talk about this sandwich thing? No, let's just end it right now. I was like, don't make him a sandwich. He can make it himself. He's nine, and we're done. And what'd she say? I think she appreciated it, to be honest with you. I think she was like, yeah, you're right. He is nine. So he made his own sandwich. Uh, yeah, and he ate it, and it was fine, Good. and he lived. Well, then there's no big deal. But it just represents other things. When do we stop doing those things for our kids? When do we stop picking out their clothes to wear to school? That you won't have to. You won't have to have a conversation about it. It'll just start happening. Okay, that's another one of those. When do we have to stop waking them up in the morning? They have to get themselves out of bed. I would say middle school. Okay. Seventh, eighth grade. Will that just happen also or? You'll just have to start transitioning. You set your alarm and have them set an alarm. And then for the first week or two weeks, you'll just get up and make sure that they got up and you'll just have to remind them. Remember, you're on your own. If you're late to school, it's So that's it's on something you. that you have to be intentional about. You kind of have to mm-hmm. wean you, them yes. off of. Okay. It's a little bit of training. So the funny thing about that is, so this morning we're getting up and Tanya was out the door, slept probably 15 minutes longer than I should have to get them out the door, get crash up. I'm like, go get in the shower, go. Eileen, go get in the shower with your brother. Go, go, go. And I think Eileen gets up to go get in the shower. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm in there making lunches and making breakfast and getting everything going. And like 20 minutes later, Eileen comes stumbling out of the room, still in her nightgown, her hair looking like Stuart Little nested up there overnight. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm so sleepy. I'm so sleepy. She had not gotten up and I had no yeah. clue. So now you're behind. Oh my gosh, we let me, were. Let me rushing. ask you a question: Do your children do they have allergies? No, not really. Do you ever make them shower at night, and so you don't have to do it in the morning? I'm asking this because, you know, you're outside all day, every day, and all the pollen and stuff and everything gets in your hair, and then you sleep in it all night on your pillow. Mm-hmm. Especially with kids with allergies, it's recommended that they bathe at night to get all the day off of you and to get that stuff out of your hair. So. My kids do take a shower before they go to bed. And in the morning? Yes. Now, I would say 50% of the time. No, it's more than that. Why two? Why one? Hold on, I'm going to tell you. 75% of the time is to wake up. They've got my gene. That's how they wake up, is to let the hot water hit their naked body. Okay? But this morning, that wasn't the case. Because we would have skipped it. Again, we slept 15 minutes longer than we should have. Eileen wet the bed. Oh. They were sleeping in the same bed. Crash rolled over in it so he had pee all over he had five-year-old urine on him that's why you asked radical honesty on the defining audacity okay i'm just saying maybe take your shower at night unless you lay in (laughs) five-year-old urine (laughs) don't take two showers back to back unless you lay in urine when i was doing my morning shine i was taking two showers before 7 30 in the morning i know that's excessive i think you have ocd i think you need to go to a doctor i probably do a head shrink I probably do. No medication. Rubber room, 30 days. Ooh, now we're talking. (laughs) Talk slow. I don't think you're going to like it. Talk slow. So it's rubber room. No, Mm. it's not filled with condoms or something. It's (laughs) made of rubber for when you bounce off the walls. (laughs) You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast on this Friday. Do it. Let's ride.
I want things to happen on purpose. I'm John Horton. I couldn't have said it any better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. Broadcasting from Blue Haven Pool, Shauna Glenn Design, Fort Worth, Texas. want to recognize some of our sponsors before we get into Shauna's top 10. We would not be able to do what we do without our sponsors. Thanks to Casa de Milagros, Daffin Cooling and Heating, Blue Haven Pools, Five Star Properties, and Glen Rose Screen Printing. Thank you guys so much for believing in the Defining Audacity brand and the Live On Purpose initiative. All right, Shauna, here's your top 10. You like to be home alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you advertise that on this radio show. Mm-hmm. It, is, it may be your favorite thing, correct? Yes. Jeff just said, because she hates me. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I totally missed that. I don't hate you, Jeff. I just like alone time. It has nothing to do with another person. But yet it does. But yet it does. Okay. Top 10 things you like to do when you're home alone. Okay. Number 10. Organized cabinets. What? So nobody's in the house. It's just you. Yeah, I could sit down and pull out everything like on my side of the bathroom and throw out all the old stuff. That's seriously what I need to do every day when I open my cabinet. I'm like, oh, God, I've got to clean this out. So I would do that first. Why can't you do that with another person in the house? Because I don't want to be interrupted. Can the dogs leave too? Like, can they go to play Sure, camp? your world. We just live in it. Okay. Okay. So dogs are gone. So I don't have to deal with them gone. either. Yeah. Okay, so you would clean out cabinets. Wow, this sounds like a fun time at the Jones well, slash Glenn house. that's why it's number house. 10. Yes, but again, you don't understand the concept of the top 10. It's 10 things that you like okay, to do. Okay, I when would like people... to do that. Ugh, you're so weird. Number nine. Probably write a short story. So write. Mm-hmm. Now, is write something else later on in the list? or is, like, Just if... write. Okay, just write. So write like, a poem take, is not I, like number three? I never take time. No, I've never written a poem. You haven't? No. That surprises me. Why? Because you're a writer. But that doesn't mean I'm a poet. And didn't know it. <laughs> Poetry is different from writing. Do you think you could write a song? I don't know. I like dialogue, so I like to write things where it's dialogue heavy. Do you that means sh- communication between people. Oh, have you ever put this in any of your dialogue? I hate you. <laughs> Yes. Do you have a short story swimming around in your head? No, not really. But okay. it'd be fine to just sit there and see what happens. I'm currently writing the lifestyle section of the book it's called Annoyed. And it's how to get along in life without murdering people. And like why murder is bad. But if you do choose murder, here's what you need to do. So it's kind of funny. So I'm writing that right now. It's so. kind of funny or it is funny? It is funny. I'm enjoying writing that. Okay. Number eight. You're home laundry. alone. You're joking. I like doing laundry. I just don't want to put it away, but I don't mind doing it. So what does doing laundry mean? Putting it in the washing machine with one of those Tide pods and then moving from the washer to the dryer with a dryer sheet. And then when it beeps and it's done, I put it in a laundry basket and I take it in the living room and I watch TV and fold laundry. And that's, that's What does doing extent. laundry mean to you? All of that. I'll even take it a step further. So sorting the clothes, washer, dryer, fold, put them away. Okay. But for my wife, it means something else. Mm -hmm. Doing the laundry means putting it in the washer, Mm -hmm. moving it to the dryer, Mm -hmm. taking it out and setting it on the... On top of the dryer. Or the table in the laundry room. Right. Okay. Everybody has their different way. 
it's not hard to quote unquote do the laundry. Why are you yelling at me? Because I don't think that should be on this list. It's not your list. I can do laundry if I now, want to. Now, if you had to grab the laundry basket and take it down to the creek with a couple rocks and scrub it, you know, and do the laundry that way, mm-hmm. that would be doing the laundry. The washing machine and the dryer do the laundry. Okay. So you're talking about... I like the idea of... I like the folding and I like the smell and I like that it's warm and... Okay. I understand. Folding laundry would okay. be on your list. Not doing the laundry. Okay. Unless you just sit there and watch it on the spin cycle. Number seven. This sounds like the worst time ever being at your house. Online shop. Okay. So just get the laptop out, put it in your lap, and buy a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number six. (laughs) Work. You know, respond to emails, come up with new ideas, find out ways to make more money, like side money. I know you can't see inside of my <laughs> mouth because I had it closed. Thank goodness, because I threw up and then Why? swallowed it. I like doing these things. What do you want me to do? But, okay, here's my thing. Why can't you do everything that you've mentioned to this point? Because I, I want it to be quiet if I choose not to have the TV on. Um, because some people like the TV on or some noise all the time. And I just, I like it quiet. Shauna, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Your youngest kids. Yes. You shared custody with your yep. ex-husband. Mm-hmm. So... Every other week, they're with you. Yes. Okay. So, the weeks that they're with your ex-husband, mm-hmm. it's just you and Jeff mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah. Does Jeff just run around like an idiot screaming all the time? No. Okay. It's one thing for me to say, gosh, I want some peace and quiet. I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old mm-hmm. that are there all the time. I can't get rid of them. I've tried. Well, let's just end the list, and I just won't ever have alone time because I'm doing it wrong. No, I'm just saying you kind of do have alone time. I mean, yes, you're just asking me what I would do if if there was nobody in the house. What would I do? That's the question. I'm telling you what I would do if there was nobody in the house but me. And my question for you is why can't you do that stuff when there are people in the house? I can, but you asked me what I would do if I was alone. I thought it was going to be like, oh, just buy 20 bags of chips and drain those. Well, I haven't got to number one yet. Okay. Why don't you keep going? So the fun stuff's coming? Yes. Because right now all you've done is work your fingers to the nub. Ugh. Number five. Do a bunch of drugs. Do a bunch of drugs. I mean, does that make you feel better? Kind of. No. What's your drug of choice? <laughs> so number five would be cook. Okay. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you like to eat that Jeff doesn't, that that's what you would cook? No, I would love to practice making oh, a practice. souffle because I've never made a souffle. So that'd be fun oh, to just experiment see if you could do it and then turn make- on some french cafe music and make a souffle see now we're talking that is so much better than do the laundry okay i'm just i like these things number four read okay do you still read a lot i don't read as much as i would like to because i have a eyeball situation an eyeball situation yes i'm listening well, I need to be better about wearing readers now because here's my problem. I can read just fine without them. But if I read for more than an hour and then I look up, everything out there is blurry. And it takes me about an hour for my eyes to be unblurry. So it's not a comfortable experience for me. But if I put on my readers and read, it's not such a strain on my eyeballs. And then when I look up after and take my readers off and look around, then it's not as blurry. I just need to be better about wearing my readers. 
I've known you for how long? 15 years. 15 years. I have never seen you with a pair of readers on. Or glasses. I wear glasses too because I need glasses to watch TV. I've never seen you in a pair of glasses. It's because I have them at home. So that's why you have an eyeball thing. Mm -hmm. That's a whole segment we're going to do. On eyeballs? No, about tough love in your eyesight Mm -hmm. in glasses. Mm -hmm. So read. I like that. Number three. Nap. Okay. That's a good one. Because really, when you do have, especially kiddos in the house, that's something that does not happen. Yes. Unless they're real little and they nap also. Mm -hmm. Remember when they were real little and, oh, we got to put so-and-so down for a nap? Mm -hmm. Tanya used to love that. meant she could snooze a little bit also. Or get stuff done or whatever. Oh, no, she was napping. She would nap too. Number Two. two. I'm surprised this list has been as difficult. My number one would be just be lazy and watch movies all day. So number two. Mm. How about, a, would you take a bath? Eh. You want to sit in your own filth? So I guess not. Would you... I don't know. Um, maybe a craft? Yeah, Maybe. You, what could I do? I don't know. Uh, scrapbooking? Uh, no. Jigsaw puzzle. Wow. Number two, jigsaw puzzle. But you do jigsaw puzzles when Jeff's in the room, too. I know. I'm just thinking. So everybody left. I <laughs> just took the dogs to play camp so I don't have to get up every 15 minutes and take that puppy outside. Then you put a load of laundry in, <laughs> start the souffle, <laughs> sit down at the table. No, you have to watch the souffle. You just can't open the oven door or it'll collapse. But you have to keep an eye on it. I don't care. Okay. And then you get your jigsaw puzzle out. (laughs) What's your piece count? A thousand. A thousand piece puzzle. Put on some... Netflix. Netflix. Oh, yeah. And you're in heaven. (laughs) What are you wearing? I'm wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt. Okay. And socks. Okay. Sounds like an incredible day. (laughs) Well, you asked me. I mean, it's probably not exciting, but... No, it's definitely not exciting. Well, it was exciting when you said drugs. <laughs> I was joking about that. And you didn't say drinking. Would you have a glass of wine? Oh, yeah. Number 10, it's that plus one. Number nine, <laughs> it's that plus one. Number eight. Oh, it's it. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. That's involved with all of it. Do laundry. Duh. Plus have a glass of wine. Yeah. See, that makes it more it exciting. And, I might switch it up and when I'm doing my jigsaw puzzle, make a Bloody Mary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that makes it a lot more exciting. Shauna's top 10. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, I'm lame. Hey, one thing that we are going to do is we're going to keep this Instagram engagement going. We're going to put on there, what do you like to do mm-hmm, if you're when you're home alone? Yeah. Just put it out there. And you're going to get some real freaky answers. Good thing is I can vet them. <laughs> I can filter them. So check that out. Follow Defining Audacity underscore radio show on Instagram, and you can engage with us. And maybe we'll talk about that when we get back from our little break. Yes. Sorry I disappointed you with my list. You really didn't. I guess I kind of expected that. You <laughs> are I'm almost so, 50 years old. And, and I'm kind of lame. It's not like I was asking you like... It's not like I'd be like, oh, I'd have a bunch of people over and we just do drugs and play rock and roll music and jam to heavy metal and what other people do. I don't know. What do fun people do? That. Yeah. We jump from the second story and land on my couch. Right? That sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds like a good time. <laughs> what happened to fun, Shauna? I am fun. Coming up, we're going to talk about sending D pictures to people. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of fun, 
and we're going to share a letter that Shauna wrote to her clients because she's leaving town on Sunday yeah. for a family trip to Disneyland. We'll be right back. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. It's time to stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow and start living on purpose. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity Radio Show and podcast. All right, let's do it. Okay, so anyway, I was looking at CNN Health. I was just looking for some articles, interesting things maybe. And I found this one interesting. I don't know why, but maybe because I had a picture of Jeff Bezos with his... Did you say Bezos or Bezos? Bezos okay, Bezos. Bezos, Bezos. He's, He's worth rich, a gazillion so dollars. So he can say whatever he wants. That's true. Anyway, he and his wife are getting a divorce. Here's the headline. Wonder why men send photos of their genitalias? No, genitals. Sorry, genitals. <laughs> Here are some theories. First, the article talks about, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody, it's very commonplace now to, you know, send each other, you know, photos of yourself. A boob shot here, whatever. But more than... Have you ever sent one to Jeff? Yes, not recently. I have never received what? one from Tanya. Yeah, and I can't anymore. We have to be very careful because my iCloud, photo iCloud sharing thing, I mean, like, it's always, I mean, anybody can. Yeah, your kids, whole family has yes. access to it? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're just, we're very PG in our text messages and in our photos. Okay. Yeah. But so you've never received one? No. I mean, I can pull Tanya aside. I've asked. Oh, What'd she say? What's her reason for not? Um, is no a reason? Not her style. Like the kids no. might get the phone, see the phone. Go oh, through. no. She just says no. Oh, okay. No means no. No means no. Okay. So are we ready to break this down? Again, they say that men and women do it. They do mention that in the article. But they say that men often send such photos unsolicited yes. to women. That's yep. what they're really focusing on here is the unsolicited photos to women, and these are their theories why. Now, also needs to be brought up that you recently received some unsolicited photos on Instagram. You told that story. Yes. Oh, yeah, in a, yeah, and I blocked it. In, in a, a, in a, pl- private, in a private message that from somebody you did not know, mm-hmm. and you found out what it was, quickly blocked them. Yes. So this is possibly what was going through that man's head, okay? First thing is men often misperceive a woman's interest. So this guy may have thought, oh, Shauna's into me. Why would First, he think that? He was like in like, I, I'm Liberia sorry, let's not try to fi- Let's not try to figure out why men think that. Okay. Because some men, if a girl farts in his direction, is like, oh my gosh, she is so into me. You know what I'm talking about. Right. If you like, if a girl likes something on his Instagram page or well, re- that's not what happened in this case. Or retweets it. Some guys they misperceive a woman's interest. Gotcha. Would you agree with that? I would totally agree with. Yeah, that. absolutely. Oh my gosh, she is so into me. I'm going to send her pictures of my D. Yeah. Weird. I'm just going to say now, no man ever, please ever send your picture of your to any woman. First of all, it's ugly. A woman's body is pretty. A I man's agree with body that. Is not. I agree. So, I mean, we can end this segment right here because that is the no, but bottom line. Yes, just don't do it. The penis is not pretty. And and don't, yeah, don't send pictures of your naked body to somebody. I agree. Ew. But anyway, it was interesting in that the reasons it gave about the, like, that men are can feel connected to their 
junk. That's the next one. They're attached to their private parts. Yeah, uh, that they get a thrill out of it. Um, that it's a you know like out of do, you know dominance, feeling more powerful than 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 the woman. It gives them some sort of sense of power. But what I don't get is okay, sending it to a stranger, like just you're single, okay, and you're in a bar and you met this woman and you guys talked for a minute. And she agreed to give you her phone number. So later on in the week or whatever, you just send her a picture. I mean, like, that to me is weird. Like, how did we make the jump from meeting somebody and asking him out on a date? And this girl's maybe excited about it. Then you send her a, a picture that she didn't ask for or necessarily want. But I'm sure that doesn't happen a lot. Yes, it does. I think what happens more is what happened to you. So these guys send these photos out through a social media outlet, pick your social media outlet, and they are looking to, it's kind of like, I'm going to throw this line in the water, Mm -hmm. and hopefully I get a nibble, hopefully I get a bite, hopefully I get a reaction out of this person. Some reaction. Yeah. Even if it's disgust, that's what they were going for. Even if it was, oh, wow, you're hung like a rainbow mule. And there's some engagement there. Okay, oh, we got a little bite here. Mm. I think there is something to that. I'm sure it happens. Meet a girl at a bar, she gives you her number, and then you get drunk three days later and send her a picture. Well, listen, a the reason hit. that you don't really know and I don't really know is that we're, we don't, we're not out there in the dating world and, I mean, and haven't been. the in, Lord. It, yes, and in, in over, well over a decade. So I think this is sort of a trend that's ha- that's t- been happening over the last since you, you know, got married, since I got, you know, got married. I and think since, this is something that's... And since cell phones have evolved into what they have evolved into. How, I mean, like, it's been a lot of people in the news who have been out. It's, you would think that one person would do it and get busted for it, and nobody ever does it. And that, it's just... It's, yeah, but at the beginning of this article, it says, sexting is so commonplace that 88% of participants, men and women, right. in the 2015 study, said they'd done it. So... So common that one psychologist wonders if there's even any stigma to it. Stigma to it. Yeah, that's consensual. That's like if you're flirting and you've been you've gone out a couple of days, you've probably been intimate with each other. You're kind of seeing each other. Then you're sending those kinds of. But well, the people n- that are getting busted, these politicians and these celebrities and stuff like that, they're sending pictures to people that they have a relationship with. Yeah, they. Need it to may s- be an adulterous relationship. They need to stop doing that, and they definitely don't need to attach their face to it. So the bottom line to this is... Don't do it. Don't do it. And if you do do it, do do, don't have your face in the picture. Right? You know what? Here's my thing. Here's my measuring stick. Pretend like you have a five-year-old kid living with you. And at any second, they can pick up your phone and look through, scroll through your photos. What's funny, Shauna, is some of these guys, the guy that sent you that picture, he doesn't care. He but doesn't care. A, but he's a, like, he's some, it was like a troll. You know, it wasn't somebody I was following or was funny. It was like a, you know, a message request. And was like, ooh, you know, and then it was blocked. That's what we're talking about here. Unsolicited messages. That's what this article is breaking down. Those type of people. Okay. That guy. Yeah. No, but don't just send somebody a picture of your wiener with your, at all. Ever. I know. We said, bottom line. One thing on this list that you did want to talk about, that it's an evolutionary thing. Oh, yeah. There is some evolutionary basis to it. What's your theory on this? <laughs> I said, so we're cavemen drawing pictures of their genitalia on cave walls. for To get a reaction out of the women. 
either to get them excited or be like, oh my gosh, you caveman, caveman pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did. And we've just taken it to a whole nother level. It's really fascinating the difference between men and women. If you broke it down, the differences, just in our brains and just the way that we, we think. So why do women send pictures to guys? I think they only do it if they're in a relationship. That's the only time? Yes. Hmm. Your naivety and ignorance is cute. Okay, they've had too much to drink. Oh, so we're blaming it on the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, we have to blame it on something. No, I'm going to blame it they're on... They're dumb. Okay. I think there is some deep-seated desire to be wanted. There is some... They feel bad about themselves. There's a void. They want attention. Yes. Mm. Yes. There's a void in their life that has to be filled. Okay. And, and those are probably young. Yeah. It's probably the younger people. Older women don't care. Some older women do. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you get to a certain age, don't have any psychological does K, issues. Does, does Case and your dad. Don't. No. Pictures. Of don't. Mm-mm. Does Deb. Probably. Don't. No, you don't, Deb. <laughs> No, she does not. I would have to show her how to use the selfie <laughs> mode on her camera. Shauna, could you come over here? Um, I, I want to send Don some pictures. <laughs> Mom, why don't you have any clothes on? Don't you worry about that. Just show me how you turn it what to selfie. Bu- what button do I push? <laughs> Again, you can't paint everybody with one brush, right? I can try. But you can't because there are older women with psychological issues that have a void in their life that will send a sexy picture unsolicited to a gentleman and hope that they get some kind of reaction. You cannot sit there across this <laughs> table from me and say otherwise. Okay. So like you graduate when you're like 47 years old, like uh, no more issues. Mm. All your daddy issues are out the window. Don't say daddy. I told you not to say that. Anymore. You said don't refer to myself as daddy, <laughs> but daddy issues makes all the sense in the world. Well, if you're an older lady, you can't get your boobs and your face in the picture at the same time anyway. So you got bigger problems. Okay. <laughs> I think people, and I'm going to use your guy as an example. Let's give him a name. I'm going to give him a name. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Peter has some issues. And maybe it's like from this article, maybe it's a dominance thing. Maybe it's... Oh, I think it was a troll thing. Shauna, he wanted a reaction out of you. I, he probably does it to a million people. Okay, he wants a, a reaction out of a million people. Yeah, I just think that it was just a target for of a troll. You're giving him a pass. No, I'm not giving him a pass. I'm saying I don't. I didn't have any connection to this person. I didn't know this person. These are unsolicited messages that they're talking about in this article. Okay. Now that I've read the article and looked through it, I'm glad they wrote it because. And I'm talking anybody, men okay, I'm or talk- women. Okay, so say you're, okay, because I have a lot of followers right. on Instagram. Right. Okay, so that hap- that probably happens, what you're saying, a lot. Like, just somewhere over in some small village and you just, like, sends a request. Because you, you can't just talk to anybody. Like, they have to be following you for you right. to get, receive a message. So then, the, Yeah. So I'm saying that wasn't a real thing. I think that he, you know what I mean? Like I'm talking about if you are a guy and you have a girl's phone number, don't send her, don't send each other nudie pictures ever. Right. Unsolicited. Like nobody wants to open their phone and find a picture of, you know, of your genitalia. But this article is talking about the unsolicited. Yeah. So let's use your guy's example. Okay. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like not anybody I knew. Right. Okay. That guy 
has serious issues. Yes. Anybody that, okay, let's say you do have met the person. Let's say you do follow them on social media, whatever, and you send it and it's unsolicited. There is something not right upstairs. Yeah, for sure. You are looking, and again, I think it comes down to you're looking for that reaction, whether it's of want and desire or, or straight running disgust. You get off on that just as much as the other oh, thing. Oh, yeah. You know that's what I mean? That's probably what that, yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah. more like that. Like, it, you get he a thrill you, out of he it. He wants you to respond and be like, don't you ever send me a picture again. You know what I mean? In mission accomplished. It's. I mean, it is a, it's a psychological mess is what it is. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. Don't do that. Yep. Ask for permission before you do it. Yeah, and then don't do it even if you it, get permission. It, if you do get permission or they ask for it, because it does happen. 88% of people, it's commonplace I, now. Yeah, no, but listen, don't put your face in it. Because <laughs> it'll come back and bite you in the butt. And Jeff Bezos? It, Bezos? 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 Is it Bezos or Bezos? I don't know. Anthony Weiner? He didn't have a chance. What's the deal with all these people? Aren't you so glad we talked about this? this Not was your really. Idea. No, I just found it interesting. It is interesting, and it was a good conversation. She's sweating. She is sweating. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. Broadcasting from Blue Heaven Pool, Sean and Glenn Design, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, real quick, let me tell you about Daffin Cooling and Heating. Love this company. Daffin Cooling and Heating is driven by trust and integrity. No matter the size or complexity of the job, it's all about creating a lasting relationship at Daffin. Now, you have to ask, how do they do that? It's simple. They treat every single customer like they're a member of the family. Now, sure, they provide prompt professional service, and most of the repairs are done in the same day, and they provide solutions for all of your HVAC needs. But again, at Daffin, it always comes back to treating you like a member of the family. Daffin is your trusted air conditioning and heating company in Hood, Somerville, Erath, Johnson, and Parker counties. Simply go to calldaffin.com to get the service you deserve and discover why Daffin is your home's best friend. Again, that is calldaffin.com. Dot com. Thanks to Daffin Cooling and Heating for believing in the Defining Audacity brand and the Live On Purpose initiative. We definitely believe in you guys. Again, check them out. Call Daffin.com. What we do in life echoes in eternity. I'm Brie Bagwell, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Live on purpose. Companion policy? Specified perils? Okay, let's put aside the auto insurance terms and think about moments like Little League and road trips. At Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, it's the way we cover you for how and where you drive. Outside Texas? (laughs) Well, our auto policies protect your moments out there, too. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Howdy, this is Zach Irwin with Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Contact me with your farm, ranch, home, auto, and life insurance needs at 979-218-5176. Discounts may vary by situation. It's Chris Brown at Mike Brown Auto Group. Spring is right here around the corner. That means nice weather, windows down, and wind blowing in your hair. Let us help you make those beautiful drives more exciting in a new or pre-owned vehicle from our huge selection of Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or Hyundai. Make that short drive to Granbury and find that perfect vehicle for you. Come see us at MikeBrownAutoGroup.com, where we have been your hometown dealer for 17 years. That's MikeBrownAuto.com. Live like we're telling the best story in the world. I'm Rob Redwine, and I couldn't have said it better myself. You're listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. Live on purpose. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. We are going to talk about how people define success. Yes, this is a new segment that we're starting. 
I'm going to call it a life sentence. Instead of a death sentence, a life sentence. Okay. And it's going to be a sentence that we throw out there to our listeners, to people on social media, and they're going to help us with show content. We're going to do it not every week, but maybe every other week. Okay. And this is something that I just threw out there to see how it would work, and we had a very positive response. Now, the sentence that people completed was, I define success as blank. Okay. Now, I need to back up half a second and explain why I picked that particular Yeah, what happened that made you say that? Okay. Thing number one is I ask a lot of people that come on my radio show, whether it's the live audience show or they sit down with me. We have a long format conversation. I ask them how they define success. That's always intrigued me, especially if they're older. Yeah. Yesterday, I was at Mike Brown Ford, our title sponsor for The Road Less Travel, and Mm -hmm. I was visiting with Chris Brown there, and she had something framed about success. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read it to you real quick, and this is what got my mind going. It says, success. If you want to be successful, it's just this simple. Know what you are doing, love what you are doing, and believe in what you're doing. And it's a Will Rogers quote. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I Mm -hmm. thought that that was cool. So I was like, I'm going to throw it out there on social media, see what other people had to say, and then I was going to ask you the same thing. Let's start with you. How do you define success, Sean and Glenn? Mm, Working hard, being successful with what? You can't define success with successful in the definition. Oh, what did I say? You said working hard and being successful. (laughs) Working hard and being respected for what you do. Okay. I've formulated this definition over the last few years because, again, I ask a lot of people this question. Doing what you love, being able to provide for your family, Mm -hmm. and being true to yourself. Because I think a lot of people can make a ton of cash, but they're selling out. They're selling their soul. They hate going to work every day. Right. So are those people successful? Maybe in money, but not maybe in life. Right. And I think uh, some people define success as fame. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't walk into a, the grocery store without everybody knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get back in your car, you're like, this I'm a nobody. sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, th- what the hell am I doing? Yes. So I, I like your definition. Working hard, doing what you love, and being respected for doing it. Here are a couple answers from our listeners. Mm-hmm. This is from Jack. Not dreading tomorrow, waking up and looking forward to making the day better than yesterday. That's awesome. That's success. That's great. Thanks, Jack, for listening. Appreciate it. This is my buddy, Buck Buffalo. He's a singer-songwriter on the Texas Buck Music. Buck Buffalo? Yes. I like that. That's not his given name. It's not on his birth certificate. Uh, no <laughs> Shout out to Buck. His debut album came out last week. So that is really cool. Really excited for Buck. He's been on the show several times. This is how he defines success. He did a quote from The Wizard of Oz. Oz to the Tin Man. It's not how much you love, but how much you are loved by others. That's awesome. That's success. I like that one. This is from our friend Brittany. Listens regularly. She sends me messages all the time. Carrying out God's will for your life using your spiritual gifts. I think that's important also to use your God-given ability. I think a lot of people are out there and they're really good accountants or they're really good lawyers or mm-hmm. doctors or whatever, but that's not their God-given not, ability. Oh, they went to school to do that. It's not their that. passion. It, right. So I think that's important. And that goes back to my definition of being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that is so important. And I'm not saying stop being a doctor to be successful, but I think you can do other things away from doctoring. So like if you're a doctor, but your passion is street art or graffiti art yeah but maybe on the weekends that's what you go do you go tag some trains <laughs> <laughs> i think that's illegal i meant like is it legal street I, if it was art. really illegal why 
are there so many trains that are tagged? Okay, you're not really asking this question, are you? No, I just did. Do you think that the police are just staked out at every train location waiting for people to graffiti? Well, based on the amount of trains that are tagged, no. (laughs) And if you really got in trouble, I mean, arrested, due time, people wouldn't do it. I think, hey, get out of here, you kids. Get out of here, you doctors. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, aren't you my doctor? Aren't you my urologist? What are you doing out here? I'm living my passion. (laughs) (laughs) See, See you next week. That's funny. How's your prostate? <laughs> better. This is from Michael White, founder of Real Texas Radio. He said, leaving this world better than you found it. That's how you define success. This is from Dave Martinez, a singer-songwriter from up in the panhandle. Good, good dude. He said, peace of mind. Mm. That's a good answer. Mm-hmm. This is from another singer-songwriter on the scene. We have a lot of singer-songwriters from the Texas music scene that follow the Defining Audacity radio show. This is from Jade Marie Paddock. She was actually my guest at LSA Burger in Denton on Tuesday. Yeah, I heard. And didn't you say she does like a killer version of... Dirty Diana. Yeah, I want to hear that. She's really, really strong. Like she can lift a car? No, just strong performer. Oh, okay. I'm going to say something real quick. This may be premature, but I'm just going to say it. You know, we've talked about doing the show in the front seat of a car, Mm -hmm. and we're working with Classic Chevrolet down in Cleburne to do that. Well, part of that deal would be to bring a singer-songwriter in the front seat with me, Mm -hmm. drive around, let them play music, and do interviews with them. Kind of like what James Corden does. Yeah, exactly. Carpool karaoke. Yeah. Well, Jade Marie would be one of my first guests that I bring on. We talked about it on Tuesday night. Anyway. So then she would just replace me. No, no, no. Oh, I think that, you guys, would, that would be great. You guys could work well together. Uh, I don't think our dynamics, <laughs> I mean, she's a sweet girl, but I don't think our dynamics are quite like ours. Give our dynamics one adjective right now. Uh, cohesive. Mm. Fluid. Easy. Wheels off. Uh, compatible. I said one adjective and you just said nine. I could be because you keep looking at me like I'm not saying the right one. Because you didn't say sexy. Okay, well, that's not a word that comes to mind when I think of our compatibility. Or perfect. Just kidding. This is what Jade Marie said. Getting to wake up and do what you love every day. Kind Mm -hmm. of along the same lines of what we said. Mm -hmm. This is from our friends at Whiskey Morning Coffee. Shout out to Evan and those guys. Following your dreams and being able to do what you love. So a lot of these are same. Dave, you know my buddy Dave. He said being a difference maker, that's how you define success. You had a lot of people engaged with. Yeah, it was cool, huh? Yeah. Scott Cook, my photographer who shoots at my live audience event, and a friend of mine, he says happiness. Anything less than a life of happiness is not success. My sister Ali said leaving the world a better place for the people who come after me. Look at the picture that I put up with that one. That's crashing Eiley on an oh airplane. Oh my gosh, Isn't that so how funny? cute. I didn't think it was appropriate to put pictures of her and kids because they were probably didn't have their clothes on. Oh, Allie's kids like to get naked. They're always naked. It's three boys and they are always naked. Usually just with their undies on, but sometimes with no undies on. (laughs) Anyway. They'll grow out of that. This is from Morgan Ashley, another singer-songwriter. Being thankful for what you have in the here and now. Miss Randy said this, living out your passion, your reason, the desires you have for your life. And then Josh Weather said one word legacy pretty cool yeah you had a lot of engagement good for you thanks it was fun and i think that's key for this show is Mm -hmm. to have that engagement i didn't hear from grace though i thought grace would have chimed in she's mad because we did best of replays early this week or because we're doing a week of best of replays probably both 
Sorry, Grace. We do appreciate you listening, though. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everybody who listens. We really, really, really appreciate it. Our listenership is going up every single week. We continue to grow. Just a reminder, if you can't listen to the original broadcast on Real Texas Radio, 1130 to 1 every single weekday, you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And those are usually uploaded between 1.30 and 2 o'clock Texas time every single day. We make it a point to do that. Awesome. We appreciate our listeners more than you will ever, ever know. When we come back, I want to talk about the letter that you sent to your clients, but I want to recognize some more of our sponsors. Zach Irwin, Texas Farm Bureau. Thanks, Zach. Whiskey Morning Coffee, Local Goat Distillery, Bob's Off the Square, Cheerful Heart, and Brazos House Retreat. Thanks to all of our sponsors for believing in what we're doing here on the Defining Audacity radio show and podcast. Broadcasting from Blue Haven Pool, Shauna Glenn Design in Fort Worth, Texas. We'll be right back. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. It's time to stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow, and start living on purpose. This is the Defining Audacity Radio Show. Welcome back to the Defining Audacity Radio Show and podcast. Again, Blue Haven Pool, Shauna Glenn Design, Fort Worth, Texas. This will be our last episode for a week. Shauna is West Coast bound. Yes. A nine person, nine of you total? Yes. Nine people. Still haven't rented a van. I'm going to do that right now. Oh, my gosh. But I, hope, I hope they don't have any. I hope like the Promise Keepers convention is in, cla- is in town. That's rude. Why would you say that? I hope they don't have any. Because you waited to the last minute. Okay. Well. I hope you guys have to walk from the airport to your house and then have to walk all over Anaheim to get to Disneyland. It's like you're two different people. Are you bipolar? Do you Not have multiple all. personalities? No. Well, you're like, live on purpose. Be a kind person. Yes. Do a one kind thing today. And then you're like, I hope they don't have any vans. Yeah. That's rude. Because you need to plan in advance. That's living on purpose, Shauna. You sent out a really nice letter to your clients. <laughs> I did. I needed to. I didn't want to just send everybody something that says, hey, I'm going on vacation Sunday. Be back Thursday. Hope nothing bad happens to all of your projects while I'm gone. You know, I feel guilty if I... Not on top of everything 24-7 with my clients, you know? And I feel guilty if they just think I've abandoned them when we're still working on projects to go and have a good time. I know that's probably irrational on my part because everyone takes breaks. But I also know that when you're doing a project for somebody, and especially if they're living in the middle of construction and their designer bails for a few days... They don't really appreciate that. So I decided to do it a different way. And I just kind of, it's almost like a short story what I wrote. No, it's like a blog post or <laughs> an, a preface to a book. I mean, it's it's very well written. It's funny. It's engaging. Um, you go above and beyond explaining why you guys are doing what you're doing. You're, you're taking the trip to, to celebrate the, the very short life of Emerson. little baby Emerson. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well written. I thought it was great. And I think letting your clients know that you, hey, I'm going to be out of pocket for a few days is you have to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. But here's my hot sports opinion. And okay. I'm kind of glad you led into this by saying what you did. Okay. You wrote that because you feel a little guilty. Mm-hmm. Because it's none of their damn business why you're taking your family to Disneyland. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. You can do what you do. People do need breaks. You do need to breathe. I'm not saying just vanish for four or five days. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, hey, I'm back. I appreciate that, and I know they appreciated it, but you didn't have to do it. Right. I didn't have to go into the detail that I did, but here's also the thing with me that I think makes me different. I form a real bond and friendships with my clients. No, I get that. 
And so, and they were all around and knowing that Presley was about to have a baby and we were all super excited. And, and then, you know, days later she passed away. They were all a part of that. They've been along for the journey. I don't know. I, I just felt more than explaining myself, more just wanted to share that part. And again, I have no problem with it. I'm, I'm kind of glad you did it. I think it, it does. It kind of, it makes you more than just their designer. Mm -hmm. It, you're creating raving fans when you do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but as long as you know in your head... That I didn't have to. That you didn't have to. I didn't have to explain myself. No, 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 no. That, that it's okay mm -hmm. to take a four-day vacation mm -hmm. with your family or to take the afternoon off. I am going insane. Yeah. And I'm going to take a step back, but your project's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Everything's good. We have people at the office that can take care of you. You know what I mean? So yes. I... I got some of the most beautiful emails back to me in response. Oh, I bet. To that. I mean, because it was so well written and you were very real. You showed your guts mm -hmm. to a certain degree. Yeah. And I, I thought it was fantastic. But as I was reading over it, I was like, she really, she didn't have to do this, though. I know. I know. I think it says, I think it says a lot about you. Are you going to read it? No. Okay. It's none of their business. Who? No offense to our listeners. <laughs> But no, I thought it, it, it's, it's very, very good. And I promise you, let's say there's 10 business owners out there that are about to take a trip to Disneyland. How yes. many people would send out a beautiful email like this to their clients? One, you. Yeah. That's it. One, one out of 10. Jeff raised his hand as he was walking out the door. Yes, that's He may do. But no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't write anything like that. He yeah. would say, he, he would be very upfront with them. Hey, we're getting out of Dodge for a little bit. Don't no, worry, here's don't, what don't the worry about anything. majority of people do. You send them an email and you get that automated response. Sorry, I'm out of the office from Thursday to Monday. Right. No, you're right. But I mean, people that have small businesses mm -hmm. that provide a service primarily, I think they would send something out. I'd be like, hey, just heads up. I sell my cell phone. If it's an emergency, email, fire off an email. Got people at the office to take care of you. No, I, I think there are people who do that. But to go as far as you did, one. But don't you think you since you've talked about it so much, we should just at least me read the first couple of paragraphs just so people have could put in context what it said or no, you don't think people care? I think people care. They don't want to hear. I don't think it's any of their damn business. Oh, okay. Well, I thought that's what we were doing. We were building a community of people who we share our stuff with do each other. Do you want to read it or do you want me to? It doesn't matter. I'll read it's, Okay, it. I'll read the first two paragraphs because okay. it, it sets the tone right. for the whole email. Okay. Again, if you want to take your family to Disneyland, I think you should be able to without any asterisk or disclaimer on it. Okay. So this is what she writes. This is to her clients. How many people do you send this to? 25? 30. 30. 30 people. Okay. I'm not much on making New Year's resolutions because I'm terrible at it. In the past, it's the same every year. Lose 10 pounds. That lasts about three days and then I eat all the food again. This year, I decided to choose a word and practice that word every day. The word is gratitude. Some days I'm grateful for my family. Other days I'm grateful for the, that the chips aren't stale. But still, I find something new every day to be grateful for. And then you get into the stuff about Baby Emerson. Mm -hmm. And you get in stuff about HGTV magazine mm -hmm. that I guess we can talk about now. Yeah. Before mm -hmm. we couldn't talk about it. So that's cool. And then I like the part after I say that's where you come in. Right. And then you, then you bring it back to them and why you're sharing it with them. 
this Sunday. I'm taking all my kids, there are nine of us total, God help me, to California for a few days of togetherness. I want to show them a great time, and I honestly can't wait to see the look on Carson, who's five, and Dawson, who's three, on their faces when they experience Disney magic for the first time. We'll be back on Thursday. Mm -hmm. That being said, I have my laptop, my cell phone, Mike and Kayla will be in the office, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And I got some really nice emails back from people. So. I think it's I think it's I think it's fantastic. Let me read this part. This part is the maybe the best part of the whole email. When I say I love you, I mean it. Please wish me luck that all my family togetherness next week doesn't push me over the edge to full on crazy lady. <laughs> so you're funny. It's funny. It's heartfelt. Again, you showed your guts. I yeah. like it. As long as you know in the back of your head, I do. You do not have to do that. I know. I don't. I know. I don't have to explain myself. I just. It was in my heart to share that because, again, I am in the middle of a couple of projects that taking a pause right now is a little dicey just because where we are. But I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting so much done this week. I got so much accomplished that I feel like it's a good spot, you know, leading up to leaving. As long as it was in your heart and not in your head, yes. I'm completely okay with it. All right. Is that a good thing to say? Is that a good yes. way to say it? As yes. long as it was in your heart and not in your head. Yes. Good stuff. Have yeah. a great trip. Thank you. I'm Can't excited. Can't wait to hear about it. I'm going to, let's do an over-under real quick. How many segments do you think we can get out of your trip to Disneyland? I say we get five. I say at six. Least. Six? Mm-hmm. So you go over on that. Yeah. I think just the group trip to the grocery store <laughs> when you guys get there will be a whole segment in itself. There you go. For somebody that doesn't grocery <laughs> shop when she's at home, <laughs> but as soon as she rolls into Anaheim, California, she's looking for the closest Tom Thumb. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Or Trader Joe's or whatever. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a kick-butt awesome weekend. Just a reminder, make sure you follow us on Instagram and you can engage with us. Your top 10 things that you like to do when you're home alone. <laughs> God, I hope you nobody else has laundry. You did not like my list. I'm so sorry. Wah, wah. Start living a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. And just remember, the first and most important step in that process is to embrace your story. I'm Drew. I'm Shauna. Signing off from Blue Haven Pool, Shauna Glenn Design, Fort Worth, Texas. We'll see you in a week. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Defining Audacity radio show. We inspire people to throw a wrench in the status quo and put your goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. Are you living a bored, joyless, and uninspired life? We'll inspire you to live on purpose.